Hi guys, welcome back to Wildest Cricket Stories. I'm Craig. And I'm Carolina. Uh, on Wildest Cricket Stories, we are a conservation photography and wildlife podcast, just for, the, for those of you who don't know. Yeah, we talk about anything from, you know, what it's like being on safari in South Africa and other parts of Africa, and uh, conservation topics that we find is important, and funny stories from our time working in the lodge industry. <laughs> And today we're going to be doing a part two of last week's episode because we got quite a lot of traction on social media about the funny stories in uh, in the lodge industry. Uh, for those of you who didn't listen, Go have a listen after you're done with this episode. But I was in the industry for over 10 years and Carolina was in the industry for how long? Uh, about four years. About four years. And that's permanently working. And uh, how we worked there was six weeks on, two weeks off, right? Yeah. And it was a very different type of lifestyle. And you meet a lot of people, uh, amazing people from all mm. over the world, wonderful guests that we are still friends with to this day. Uh, you know, we worked with a lot of fantastic people that we also are still friends with. But it is also a very different type of lifestyle, a different type of work. You meet, I would say you meet like the best people in the world, but you also meet the worst people in the world. Yeah, uh, 100%. I would I would completely agree with that. I think uh, you. it's the service industry. So I'm sure a lot of you guys have worked in restaurants or a... Um, uh, or like bakeries, hotels, hotels. Uh, you know, a lot of people retail do that. Retail is similar. Yeah, retail yeah. is quite similar as well. You know, when, when you're when you're working in, in those kind of industries, it's very similar, but on a, on a shorter time frame. So, for example, where most of you guys are in the restaurant industry, where you deal with clients for about two to three hours at a time at its longest. And yeah, it can feel like the longest two to three hours of your life. But in the large industry you're dealing with people for two to three days. Yeah, it gets quite hectic sometimes. <laughs> and as much as, you know, 99% of the guests you love and you really enjoy and you yeah. have good chats with and it's great, but then you get that 1% where you're like, can you just go home, please? <laughs> no, or even that 1% that's like enough for you to want to quit your job yeah. and be like, I'm done. I'm yeah. actually done, not, not even done with the industry, I'm done with life. Yeah. Um, so it really is. It does, it, it takes a strong-minded people and, I'll take this moment to just give a shout out to everyone that still is in the industry. Keep pushing, keep doing your thing. Um, you know, you are making a difference in, um, even if it's just in a small way, you know, I do respect the people that are still permanently in the larger game. It does take a lot of time. And for those of you who are not in the industry and want to go visit these lodges, please respect the people that are there because they do work hard and they work tirelessly to make your experience incredibly special. Yeah, and you know, we are still in the lodge industry to a certain extent. Yeah. Uh, it's just not permanently, yeah. it's more, it's in a different way now, but we're still definitely very much in the industry. But as you say, I think uh, something, there's a quote or something that, you know, you should be working in the service industry or in a service job at least once in your life yeah. to just respect people who work in the service jobs. And I think, uh, you know, that's a very... A yeah, very important thing to just whenever you encounter people who work in a service-minded job, uh, just to respect them and remember. It's funny. It's like funny that in their shoes. you say it, but it, actually, now that you've said that, it's so <laughs> it's so easy to pick the people that 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 you can see at the lodges that haven't worked. Yeah, 
in those smaller jobs and built their way up in their careers. You can see it immediately, mm. instantly, the people that haven't, that have kind of been gifted life on a silver platter, well, not, let's not say <laughs> they've been gifted life on a silver platter, but, you know, haven't worked in the service industry and now kind of are doing quite well for themselves. And you, you can tell immediately who has and who hasn't. By the yeah, case absolutely. But even, you know, it doesn't mean always that they've been served life on a silver platter, but it can be people who maybe have worked in like more uh, office oriented jobs yeah. and, you know, have kind of uh, gone that route from the start instead. And uh, so it's just people who, you know, haven't maybe worked the, the service jobs and you can definitely pick it up. And I'm uh, not necessarily always the people who aren't nice to, to service staff. That isn't always the case, but I do definitely judge people depending on how nice they are to to service people and when, yeah. when i was still single that was definitely a red, red flag if i was on a date with someone and, <laughs> yeah, like, and he they, wasn't he wasn't and, kind to the waiter and they were like rude to the waiter then i'm like okay not gonna happen <laughs> yeah no i i agree with you i think uh, people need to respect people in the service industry but on another note we are gonna head into this but i do just want to say are you guys noticing how great the sound is <laughs> Because we've got new microphones and I'm so excited. I feel so professional. Right? It's these little tiny little, what do you call them? Like clip-on like, microphones. Yeah, clip, clip so we have one each mics, actually. Yeah. So Craig yeah. has one on and I have one on. And I we think don't. the sound is so bad, so much better and I'm super excited. So you guys let us know how the sound quality is. Because yeah. now like we don't actually, it's quite, it's quite lovely. We don't have to hover around this microphone that's <laughs> sitting on a tripod. I can finally get some space from here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but honestly, I'm super excited, so I hope it is uh, of good good standard. Uh, we obviously, as you guys know, this is a passion project. We're not a professional podcast uh, whatsoever. We do this because we want to get these stories out there, and we've gotten such great feedback from you guys as well, which really keeps us motivated. Um, so we don't have a professional setup at all, uh, but we are trying our best to get the sound quality as good as possible, and and I hope you guys enjoy it. Yeah. But yeah, before we head on to our funny stories from the lodge, because uh, you guys seem to really enjoy that last time, so we're gonna do a part two. We, yeah, let's chat a little bit about what's been going on in our lives. We are getting into quite a busy season. And yeah. I think the past couple of weeks, we have been doing a lot of admin. So kind of like how our life works now. For those who wonder, people ask me, what's a typical day in your life? And I'm like, there is no typical day in my life. But how it usually goes is like, we usually have a couple of weeks that are a little bit more quiet when it comes to like trips and traveling. And then we do a lot of admin and we work, you know, from the computer and we work at home and we have a little bit more of like a normal routine, nine to five life, but we do work for ourselves. So it is a little bit different. But then we usually head on to different projects. It can be hosting guests, working with brands, whatever it might be, uh, you know, shooting for a lodge or whatever it is. Uh, but mostly we do host guests and, and mm. uh, do workshops and so on. So that's kind of what we're heading into now. We have had a couple of weeks of like admin work where we yeah. haven't traveled a lot, which is quite nice. But then you and I also the kind of people who get tired of that. And then we're like, okay, we need it ready for the next adventure. Yeah, you, you kind of get... We get into a point where we're like even like it, there's never we're never happy <laughs> we always <laughs> well we're, we are very happy with everything i would say um no we're never happy okay. uh, i must be honest not not, not from a work point of view uh, I, I, we're always happy with with like what we do but we're never happy with the amount of time we do it for so i know me and you both get really really stressed myself and carolina well when there's when we're on safari too long and admin starts to build up we get really stressed yeah. and we're like we need to do admin and then we get back and we dive into it and we're like 
literally behind the computer 24 7 sorting out the admin and we sorted it out in three four maybe five days and then we had two weeks set out for it and then the other two weeks were like well now what do we do you know <laughs> um so uh we we do things when, when we're doing our admin we do it in an extreme form um just so we can get it done because we never really know what's going to come around the corner like for example in over the last week we had a last minute booking from a very nice a gentleman from the US, um, but that literally was last minute, wasn't it? Yeah, very much last minute. So we headed into Kruger for what, is, what was it, three nights? Three nights, yeah. Yeah, which is a nice, nice amount of time. And yeah, guided him around Kruger. He was a photographic guest, so it was very focused on photography, very much focused on, you know, the early morning light and the late, late afternoon. Uh, beautiful golden hour lights uh, and making sure we're getting the best shots and uh, very successful I would say we had some Amazing, really awesome yeah. sightings uh, three leopards in three days three leopards in three days brilliant with a hornbill with one of the leopards but we'll tell that story a little bit <laughs> later um, it'll be oh, it'll be one of my stories um, <laughs> and uh, yeah well three leopards three days uh, a nice sighting of lions we had it was two males and a female we didn't uh, see the two. We yeah, yeah, the we, female, just, we just had the one. Yeah, we had saw the two males, and then the one male walked straight up to the vehicle, which was amazing. Awesome, awesome. Um, and we had lovely elephant sightings, and um, the day of departure, we had that amazing herd of buffalo. Wow, mm. must have been about two, three hundred animals around That's the car. It was beautiful. Special. So yeah, a very su- a successful um, and lots of cool birds. Yeah. Imran would be very disappointed if we didn't mention the birds. He loves his birds. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, we had an, um, some amazing bird life um, and bird photography. So over, over the course of three days, a very, very successful three days. Yeah, no, wonderful. And that kind of kickstart, you know, a busy season that we're heading into mm. now. Uh, I just received a very exciting parcel yesterday. Craig, turn your phone off. <laughs> Sorry. It's always, always. Um, I just received a very exciting parcel yesterday from Sony. They sent me some gear to try out for the next couple of weeks. A lot of people asked me if they gifted me the gear and no, unfortunately not. I wish they would because it's an amazing piece of equipment, but no, unfortunately not. I'm just borrowing it for a couple of weeks, testing it out on a couple of cool adventures that are you know, coming our way the next couple of weeks. So very excited for that. I think the first thing on my calendar is also another super, super exciting event. I am going for a Nat Geo and Disney Plus event on Thursday. So when this podcast is actually being released, uh, you guys have probably seen it on my social media already because I will be posting about it. And uh, I'm super excited. Also kind of nervous because it's a it's a yeah. big deal, hey? Definitely the biggest event you've ever kind of been to yeah kind of been a part of can i be a little bit honest as well be honest it's my first because i guess you can call it like an influencer event and i feel so weird saying that i'm going to yeah i know right right (laughs) i feel like am i an influencer now like this is weird content creator yeah i don't become an influencer photographer i'll ask for the ring back Um, but yeah, it's an event. Uh, yeah, there. It's an event to show the premiere uh, for the new series called Secrets of the Elephants uh, that is being launched on Saturday, if I'm correct. Uh, so yeah, do check that out, guys. Uh, I've seen the trailer and it's amazing. And we'll be seeing a preview on Thursday when we're there, and I'm super, super excited. It looks incredible, and definitely think it's worth checking out. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to check it out. I'm going to be a bit busy, but I am going to check it out when I have a chance. Yeah, because I am missing out on two days of exciting stuff. That Yeah, we're going to Thornybush for... We're going... Well, I'm going to be in Thornybush for three nights. I'm chatting to a couple of properties about 
2024 photographic workshops. Um, kind of a marketing trip. You're doing yeah, that. sort of, uh, in a sense. So I'm going to go check it out um, where we can kind of base and station ourselves for our, our photographic workshops are anything but three to anything from three days to five days and i'm just trying to partner up with a couple of lodges we've got a couple of lodges on board already and yeah just gonna have a chat and have a pitch with a couple of a uh, couple of lodges while i'm out there well actually if you guys are interested in the workshops for 2024 uh, the workshops for 2023 here in south africa are already fully booked uh, but there is still one seat left for uh, the november workshop to tanzania so do check that out if you're interested but then uh, if you guys are interested in the you know workshops for 2024 uh, you sign up to my newsletter i'll link it below uh, where you can sign up and then you'll be the first one to get information when uh, we're releasing the dates and the prices and everything absolutely um yeah we'll uh, we'll give, we'll let you know in the next couple of weeks as to where they're going to be hosted for 2024 we've got a couple of exciting new um lodges that we're going to be working with um, yeah so i'm quite quite happy about that i think it's gonna be very cool but then i'll join you for the last day there yes the last day in uh, thorny bush game reserve uh then we head down to the sabi sands i am so excited you've never been to sabi sands i've never before. been to sabi sands yeah it is that's that's gonna be pretty amazing we are only spending one night there but you know i you know it doesn't feel that like wow to me because i worked there for so many years um, but it's still wow. Oh, it's a wow. It's a, It's always going to be wow. We'll see how we feel after we've been. You know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but, but yeah, it's going to be very cool. And then we're going up to Kruger for a couple of days, and uh, yeah, it's a, an exciting week to mm, come. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. So Kruger's going to be cool as well. Always um, is. So yeah, during all of this, I'm going to have the Sony equipment, and I'm so excited to be testing it out and seeing yeah uh, what it's like. But. Without further ado, should we start with our funny stories? Yes, I feel like people, they've probably been sitting there being like, come like, on guys. Yeah, stop talking about yourselves. I just want to yeah. hear the funny shit that happened the to you guys. The funny shit. Wow. Uh, so <laughs> actually, let me start? let me start with uh, what actually happened on this trip. Yeah. You know, and I'm going to say this story because me and Imran had a good laugh about it afterwards. Um, but so we were on our last afternoon drive and golden hour started to hit and Imran had been amazingly passionate about birds uh, well just just nature in general great guy just just saying this is the guest that we just took to Kruger yes. last week yeah yeah and um we we I th- we were having a fairly quiet afternoon mm. um and um we decided no let's focus on a bit of bird photography and we stopped at a hornbill that was in perfect golden hour light and it was eye level with the vehicle it was it was it was an amazing hornbill and uh, we were sitting there and the grass it's still it's late summer early autumn in south africa at the moment so the grass is still pretty high and uh, this hornbill was sitting posing beautifully for us and suddenly we'd been there for about 10 minutes and suddenly i don't know where this 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 leopard just stood up out of the grass from underneath the hornbill which is just insane how we like (laughs) we're stopping for a hornbill and then all of a sudden, a leopard stands up. Like, what are the chances? Yeah, I mean, a hundred percent. We would not have seen that leopard if we just cruised past that horn. We had been sitting with that hornbill for ten minutes. Yeah. So I immediately freak out. Shout! I will like start saying. I didn't shout. I start saying leopard about six times. I'm completely frozen um, because of what's just happened. I can't. I can't actually understand Fre- how. Fre- it was is. just repeating leopard, leopard, leopard. Eventually, I had to tell him. Yes, we know. And we know. We can see this thing. <laughs> And so I immediately start 
repositioning the vehicle for the leopard because it was a beautiful male leopard golden hour he looked back at us uh, there wasn't a bush in front of his face he looked straight back at us and um i started a reposition and he kind of imran said craig can you go back for the hornbill and i was like whoa dude get out of my car but not really obviously uh, and it was funny to have a chat with him later that day as what he, what was going through his mind what was going through his mind he was like we've seen leopards already what's this guy doing but also like, <laughs> the leopard was to be fair the leopard was in the grass as well and yes, yes, earlier yes, yes, yes. i think it was the day before we had a leopard that was in the grass where it was really difficult to get a photo so obviously Imran knew that you know it's in the grass it's difficult to get a photo of it so he uh, and he really he had been wanting this photo of the hornbill horn for the whole for trip for 3 days uh, yeah so he was like no no the hornbill is more important because in his mind you know as a photographer you're also like okay that's a cool sighting but here's where i can get a better photo you know that's your photo yeah 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 uh, so he was like no go back the hornbill <laughs> and, uh, and it was just so funny because i don't think we've ever had a guest who Never have chosen the hornbill before a, before a leopard in but my whole career, but I do I've love that it. passion for, for no, 100%, 100%, 100%. Awesome. 100% but yeah it was a laugh and we when we were having a whiskey around the fire late that night we did both have a good laugh about yeah. it yeah it, it was it was entertaining <laughs> yeah that was uh, quite a funny situation but uh, but do love his passion for birds that's 100%. really really awesome um okay my turn i've got a quite a funny story from from the lodge and this is where i meet this is what i mean when i say you meet the best people and you meet the worst people i wouldn't say this is maybe the worst person but it's just demanding and like sometimes you get guests that really want you to pick down the moon from the sky for them like yeah. you know they want you to change the weather and if the weather isn't right that's your fault uh, and you know there's only hot water's so much. too hot cold water's too cold yeah exactly like just people you can't you physically no matter what lodge they went to no matter where they went in the world whether they were paying with it was the fanciest hotel in the world they would never never be happy yeah and uh, it's just it's just funny and it's just sometimes very difficult to deal with because you literally can't do you know you can't do enough and and as a service person you also like your do- job is literally to do anything for your guests and you know your job is to go above and beyond and you do that as much as you can but then yeah. there's only so much that you can do so why i say this is because uh this was a couple of years ago this was um maybe like four years ago even three four years ago and we were getting a group of of guests and they before guests arrive to a lodge their agent if they do book through an agent which they usually do and that would be you know kind of what we do now we are agents that's one part of our business just to explain to people how it kind of works yeah, yeah. Um, and what they will do is they will book through an agent and then the agent will liaise with the lodge about all the information and all of those kind of things and deal with the whole booking basically uh, and then the guests just arrive and yeah get the experience so the agent was telling us you know kind of dietary requirements uh, you know bed Uh, set up so for example if people want a double bed or if they want a twin bed that's very important to know because 
you know, is it a couple that are coming or is it two sisters, you know, whatever it might be. Uh, so you want all that information before the guest arrives and then dive. It makes the property look, sorry to cut you off, it makes the property look so professional as well, yeah. you know, understanding what's happening. And it really did make us as a lodge when this went wrong, it made us look unprofessional. And most of the time, it was actually the agent's fault. Exactly. Uh, but it made the lodge look unprofessional because the guests are like, oh, no, we are not a couple. You know, we need a twin bed. And you're you're like, the first oh, line sorry. of conflict you that they can get through. Yeah. So they, you're the first person that is service related. They can't get hold of their agent. Yeah. So you're the person that they and come to. And I think to. they also don't really realize how it works so they you know kind of take for granted that you should be knowing these things yeah uh, and take for granted that it's your fault and not the agent's fault uh you know sometimes the agents will promise something like we had this one lodge and i think i've said this before with this one lodge where most of the rooms were garden view rooms so they had like a you know a view of the garden uh, yeah, behind the room this, um and it was beautiful like you in the bush very much like a bush feeling and you had like antelopes walking yeah, around in the garden monkeys all sorts gorgeous gorgeous but there was two rooms that had a slight view of the dam that was in front of the lodge. And it was hardly a slight view. It was like, hardly a slight it view. Was, it, was, it was on the, the inflow of the dam. Yeah, and it was like if you stand in the right spot, you see yeah. the view of the dam kind of thing. So, uh, you know, those are not really river view rooms at all, or water view, view rooms. But the agent had told their guests that, yeah, you will get a river frontage room and at this lodge there was no river there was no river. no river and there was no river frontage there was no water frontage of the rooms at all the main area of the lodge was built over a dam but yeah. the rooms were not over the dam so you know they arrive and when we bring them to their room they are so angry because they were supposed <laughs> to get a river frontage room and we're like we don't have any like we can't give you one uh, and this just kind of started their whole, whole stay from a negative point and then they were quite upset for the rest of the time uh, which is just you know it just makes everyone's life more difficult absolutely so that's a mis miscommunication that can have that was a bit of a, a de is um a derailing a side sidestep side of my actual story but that's kind of what ha can happen with agents and lodge communication sometimes but this specific time we got this like long email uh, it was a group of people that were coming. There were maybe like 20 people or something. So uh, I was sitting and I was putting all their information into our schedule to make sure that we know what's going on on the day uh, and all of that. So I was you know, typing up all the information and so on. And I'm reading through this long list and then it said like specific requirements. And sometimes people will have like medical conditions or like they want a, um, you know, they don't want their water to be in the, in the, yeah. Fridge. fridge they want it to be room temperature whatever it might be small little details like that that is really good for us to know uh, but here this lady said she does not want a foam mattress she will not sleep on a foam mattress and i was quite new at the lodge i think and i also didn't know what the you know this was a the first kind of <laughs> specific request of, of this kind that i have ever gotten so i asked my manager and i was like you know, um, she doesn't want a foam mattress. What do does we, this mean? You know, what, what does she mean and what, what are our mattresses? And she says, well, they are spring mattresses, but they also have foam in them. So, you know, they are both. Um, and they are specially ordered and specially designed for the lodge. Like, we do yeah. not have any other options. So, five-star lodges specially order and yeah. make, have they... they 
basically tailor make their mattresses at the specific yeah and they like, also like all the the linen and, and they were flipping comfortable yeah. like let's be honest not that i've ever slept in one but i have sat on them and, no yeah. no I, I slept in one when i was there for my interview okay and yeah. um they were like next level comfortable yeah but she had something against foam and you know sometimes we'll get people who are allergic to um what do you call it duck feathers so yeah some people have like a, a feather allergy so they don't want that they don't want feather pillows yeah exactly so then we will you know organize other pillows so that was very common that we would get that request uh, for people to want not want feather pillows and we had special pillows for that so that was not an issue but a foam mattress i don't know you can be i don't think she was allergic even she didn't mention anything about being allergic or anything so you know my manager fucking difficult well that's the thing because my manager is like sorry i'm dragging this story it's yeah. becoming very long but uh, my manager is like our mattresses are both foam and spring mattresses can you type that back and say you know you're not going to be sleeping on just a foam mattress on the floor you know like one of those flat mattresses we have like it's proper beds uh, so i wrote back and i said you know uh, hey we have uh, our mattresses are both foam and spring mattresses so they are combined uh, we unfortunately don't have any other options is that okay uh, because it is a spring mattress with foam you know additional uh, and then i get an email back from the agent and the agent says no she is refusing to sleep on a foam mattress if it is not possible for her to get a foam mattress, she, oh, sorry, get a full spring mattress without any foam, she will make her own bed with some sheets on the floor. <laughs> this lady is literally paying to go to a five-star lodge. And sleep on the floor. But she will rather sleep on the floor than sleep <laughs> on the beds because they have not, not, don't have the right material. And the thing is, maybe I'm being judgy here. Maybe there was like an allergy or whatever. And from what I remember, I was on leave when she did eventually arrive to the lodge and the guests and the people who were working told me that, you know, nothing happened and they didn't hear anything about it and it was apparently fine. So I think, she, you know, she ended up realizing that, okay, these matches are completely fine. But I don't know if there's anyone out there that are like, oh, Carolina, you know, you need to know that there's people who are allergic and it's, it's fully reasonable a thing well, to they, ask. Well, they also like that was, if that is the case, it was stupid of them because they didn't say there was an allergy. Yeah, she's you... refusing to sleep on the phone. Yeah, exactly. Sounds like a difficult to... character. Yeah. So um, I don't know. Maybe maybe there is a specific thing behind it, but it was just crazy. I found it absolutely insane that she is deciding to sleep on the floor rather than on the beds that she is staying at. The remember, the, remember the time we had the um, the we had <laughs> we had a lady chicken, and you know what? Like honestly. I know this is a serious condition and I'm not making fun of it or in any way, shape or form, but I'm just saying to these specific people, maybe choose your holidays <laughs> a little bit more correctly. We had a lady that was allergic to the sun. Yeah, um, I remember that. And um, Shame, I do feel bad for her because yeah. it was like there was an agent miscommunication because, you know, there is vehicles that have the, you know, the roofs. open game viewer, viewers and they have roofs. Yeah, but obviously all agents should be should know to what ask types for of this. vehicles. 
and the lodge will communicate and send photos and so on. And our vehicles did not have roofs because they were off-roading at this property and it becomes very difficult to off-road if you have a roof. Uh, and shame, she was like, oh, do the vehicles not have roofs? Like, I'm allergic to the sun. And I'm like, oh, wow. And you came to Africa. <laughs> like, like, wow. Where, and and it, was, it was late winter. It was like spring. So it was yeah. starting to get to 35 degrees. And I was like, and like no whoa. Rain. Yeah. Whoa, the chances of overcast weather are like minimal. Shame. So she was actually, I remember she wore this big hat and like a lot of like But she didn't sleeve. miss a game drive, so I must I like give it to her, I hand yeah. it to her. But again, like, you know, guys, this is just something, you know, ask. Rather just ask. And if there's an agent out there listening, you know, take notes. We are on the ground here. We do things here. There are various different types of safari vehicles out there so if you are looking at booking you do have a sun allergy or skin allergy or have a a slight form of skin cancer like ask Mm. does the vehicle have a roof yeah um that will go a long way because some don't some do yeah definitely but it's yeah it's just interesting the the requests we get sometimes do you remember any other crazy requests we've had crazy requests um I think, so I can't really think of any requests right now. If we go on with our stories, I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm thinking. Um, but I do have one where there was a confused fellow on my vehicle. And um, obviously we know there are fences in the Greater Kruger National Park and there's fence lines um, as we need to keep the animals in and controlled. Not like a zoo, like I mean, it's huge, it's 2.4 million hectares. But um, we need to we need to keep the the ecosystem controlled. So there are fence lines in certain areas, and um, I was driving down a fence line the one day because was I don't usually drive down fence lines, but there was a very special sighting, and uh, I was drove down the fence line for about three hundred meters, and uh, this one gentleman said, "Craig, I understand the fence for the animals, how to keep the animals in," and he was like, "But how do you keep the birds in?" <laughs> And I was like, what are you, what are you saying? And he repeated, so how do you do it? And I didn't know how to answer him. And I was like, well, you know, the birds are generally around where food is most abundant. And you go into the whole, um, the e- uh, ecology spiel of, uh, or the whole the ecology, ecology speech of the area. And you, you kind of try explaining but they can fly away and then you won't have any birds. I was like, no, well, they're not going to fly away. They, they're staying there because there's, there's food there. <laughs> and he couldn't, he couldn't quite understand why they don't fly away. So, yeah, that was, that was, that was, uh, that was a very inter- entertaining That's one. That's on, like, the same level as, as, is this the same moon we see in America? That is another one. <laughs> yeah, but you stole the punchline, but still, yeah, yeah. Um, actually, a lawyer, a lawyer, she was a qualified lawyer. That is a long degree and a lot of studying. That is a lot of studying. And not a lot of stargazing. <laughs> not a lot of stargazing. So she spent an awful amount of time in a room because they didn't see the stars. But yeah, I got out and shame. She was, she was the sweetest woman in the world. Um, so nice. And uh, I was doing a star talk off my, off my vehicle. Because obviously, you know, in Africa, the stars are beautiful. And... Um, she looked up and she was just gazing at the moon. And I said, do you want to say something? And she said, I just want to know, is this the same moon we get in America? And I was like, whoa, whoa. Well, there's only whoa. one moon. There's only one moon that, um, 
so that was those are just a few very very funny questions i've got many 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 more but um yeah we'll just stick with those ones for today yeah do you have any other funny stories from the lodge i think we can maybe get one or two in before we we wrap up oh you know i think funny you know these are funny after you know you get you get a lot of type two fun type two fun type two fun for those of you who don't know what type two fun is is like it's really not that fun in the beginning and when it's happening but afterwards you look back and you laugh so one thing i do have to talk about is um is pet names <laughs> i think that is something that i want to address and it was probably one of my pet peeves <laughs> um no pun intended no pun intended but yeah, a lot of the time, a lot of people would come to the lodges and it, what was the one? There was one specific guest that he, I can't remember. You know, you're, when you're, I was in the industry for the most of my twenties permanently, and that's quite young. And, um, you know, you're often dealing with older people. I'm not talking about old people. I'm just talking people that are older than you. And they can't afford to go to the lodges that I was working at. Yeah. And you'd get this, um, what was, I need to think of, um, uh, son, hey son, or Sonny, good morning, Sonny. And you're, you're sitting there going, wow, you know, I, you know, the qualifications I have to, to do this job, you know, without me out there, you die. It's, <laughs> a, little, it's a little bit condescending. It is really sometimes. condescending. And then what was the other one? Big guy. Big, big guy. guy, big guy. How you doing, big guy? Like, that's whoa, what that's what that's to... what you said. A five year old yeah. that's just learned how to tie his shoes, you know. Um, it's all. It's like it's a step from like patting you from the on the head yeah. and saying you've gotten so big. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I remember we had uh, we had with the specific individual we had tracked down a female leopard and her cubs. I was on foot with my tracker, found a leopard with her two cubs came back and what he said to me was like well done big guy and i was like mate get off the vehicle big guy i want to see you do what i just did oh <laughs> uh, yeah so that was that was something like a kind of a but pet peeve like, of mine that i that really frustrates usually me. like something from from a woman to a guy or a guy to a woman i think like when it's like a woman to woman it's not as big of a deal but when someone goes honey yeah and sweetie or love or love yeah yeah when it's like a woman to woman, it's more of like a friend thing. Yeah. And I say that to my friends all the time. But, you know, when it's a woman to a guy or a guy yeah. to, a, a, to a woman, especially if, if, you know, the one they're saying it to is much younger, then it feels like it's very condescending. Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly how I felt when people, it was almost like, yeah, they, I, I almost felt they, and you know, and maybe I'm completely wrong or read it completely differently, but it, it almost comes across as they don't respect me as they would have respected someone that was 10 years older doing that mm. and that that was frustrating i think also because you would see that they wouldn't call our colleagues who sometimes were, were 10 older, years older big guy no yeah and that's why it did frustrate me because um yeah i used to work i worked hard yeah um but yeah that was just fun and you know nowadays you look back and you laugh you know but it was also that's kind of on the same level as uh, do you remember that couple that uh they were like older and I think they really saw us as their, like kind of their grandchildren, but it came a, became a bit too much at some point where they, uh, it felt like they got obsessed with us. With that old lady that used to get, when, so it was, it was summer. Yeah. And like it was, um, it had been raining and we had hot towels and she took her hot towel and she started wiping the rain off my face. Yeah. 
you know, like really, that, that's pretty invasive, you know. <laughs> she was like, you know, patting your face or the yeah, towel. I just want to clean your and face. Like a proper grandmother would do. It was really, it was, sweet it was thing, the sweetest yeah. thing and done with so much love. But it's just. It became a little bit too much. Easy. But they also, because then the, uh, her husband, he started calling me Rapunzel because I've, quite lo- I've got quite long hair. And he called me Rapunzel and he started like touching my hair and like, you know, painting my hair. That also felt a little bit invasive. Yeah, like it is. someone touching your hair. Uh, and he called me like Rapunzel. So for the rest of their booking, I had my hair up in like a big bun. So they wouldn't touch it. <laughs> so they wouldn't touch it. Yeah, so yeah, stuff like that, um, it, definitely, it definitely got to me and I think got to both of us. Obviously, um, I've, I've had to deal with my fair share of like sexist comments yeah, as well. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, but that might be a completely different episode. Yeah, for sure. We do need to do an episode on that and uh, make the world aware of stuff like that. It does happen, but yeah. But not this episode. No, now we're focusing on the fun stuff. Yeah, the funny stuff. <laughs> but I do, I, I, there are quite a few more. Um, no, actually... I'm thinking you. So the last story we have for you is probably one of the funnest, funniest I've ever heard. Um, and it's actually, actually not ours. It's not ours. No, 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 no. We're not going to take credit for it, Ooh. but it is the, yeah, one of the funniest stories yeah. in the lodge industry. So a colleague of ours was with a honeymoon couple uh, at a reserve um, in the northwest province of South Africa. And... Uh, <laughs> The honeymoon car, everything was going great, and they decided no, they wanted to do a bushwalk. Now, a bushwalk is where you go with your armed guide, and uh, you go track down some some large animals. You start for, you start looking at the flowers, plants, all that stuff. That's what you what a bushwalk is called, nature walk, so to speak. So they were on their little nature walk, and about halfway through, they came across a black rhino. Now, a black rhino is probably the most dangerous thing you can come across in the bush. That and old buffalo bulls. They are incredibly aggressive animals. They they go like most animals will run from a human and will run from danger rather than than attacking it. But these animals are animals that tend to rather attack rather than run away. It's rather fight than flight, and that's what makes them so dangerous. Absolutely. Um, so what happened was uh, he immediately saw this black rhino picked up on them. He said, "Guys, we need to get up a tree. This black rhino is going to come." And the black rhino, as he said that, the black rhino started to charge them. And um, he helped the wife up the tree. Um, and the husband grabbed the wife from the tree, pulled her down, stood on her back to climb the tree. And um, then my mate, the guide, then helped the, uh, the woman, the back, woman back up the tree. And he had just climbed up the tree. But can you imagine as a honeymoon couple, you're newlywed husband has just pulled you out the tree that you were going to climb to save your life to save his own i can't believe that let that just sit and sink in you're on a honeymoon and your newly new husband pulls you down of the tree the funniest thing is though i remember he told us that because we asked him what happened Afterwards. Afterwards, you know, how was the rest of the stay? And he was like, no, they did not come on one game drive together after that. It was a very awkward <laughs> drive back to the lodge. And then they did not come on one game drive together. They, they came on separate game drives and, and the one would always stay back at the lodge. So I, I think they got a divorce after that. I, I don't know. We can only speculate. We can I, only speculate. That's a very Would you big divorce one. me? Would you divorce me? Probably. Like, what? No way. You know, because it spirals into, it spirals into asking like, 
you want to save your life, you know, above mine. Human instincts work like that. Yeah, I'm not saying I would do that, but no, you know, that, no, that's you know. doing, you're not I, in control of that. I stuff. think I think it can just spiral into a really, really bad fight. And if you have like unresolved issues beforehand, I'm sure that can spiral into divorce like Look, easily. I'm going to, I'm not defending this gentleman in any way, shape or form, but obviously having seen guests and spoken to guests where you're, you know, the number one rule on a walk is don't run unless you're told to by the guide. That's all that that has happened to me before where guests run. And then once you have got the group back together, you're back at safety. Um, I, I confronted this one gentleman and said, listen, why the fuck did you run? And um, he was in more in more professional manner. And he was like, Craig, I didn't want to run. My body just ran. Mm. And it's that it's that survival instinct. And it doesn't. We shouldn't hold it against anyone. But you must know if you're going to do stuff like that, actions like that can get someone really hurt or potentially killed. So you need to just have self-control. Yeah, it's it's quite hectic. Like, yeah. I understand people panic, you know, and and there's things you just you just do without thinking. But I think I think that does then stem down to like, okay, yeah. are, are you really the one for me? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's quite that's quite hectic because it's not just you know I feel like it would be different if like let's say they had to run a little bit to get to this tree and he like runs past her and climbs up first like yeah. that is more understandable that okay he didn't wait for her or helped her up first or whatever it might be but to pull her down from the tree and like make his way up like imagine stood on her back <laughs> stood on her back to get up to the tree like himself that's that's yeah bad. okay that's yeah, there, really there, there's a there's a thought process there <laughs> yeah. all right oh yeah that is a funny one though it's absolutely yeah, crazy that, that's definitely one of my top we should we should get a next time i think we do funny stories we should get a guide yeah, yeah. and someone who has funny stories from their side as well yeah yeah not that we're running out because we've got no so we've many, got so many but just because it is funny to hear from someone else's perspective as well yeah all right, guys, just before we sign off, I have got my fun, fact. fun facts about like South Africa. Fun fact. <laughs> so, fun fact number one is South Africa is or was the first country in Africa and the fifth country in the world to recognize same-sex marriage. So, well done, South Africa. Yeah. Good job. Wow. Was that uh, during, like, the abolishment of apartheid? No, or? it was in 2006. Okay, is that later? Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Fifth country in the world, only in 2006. Crazy. Mm. And my second and last fun fact for the day is South Africa is the largest producer of platinum in the world. In 2014, it produced 110 thousand kilograms of platinum and that is four times more than the next biggest producer which was russia wow pretty crazy. damn impressive was that your last one that's my last one but can't we I, I have one do you can i say one okay you have told me this okay and now we don't have anything to back it up as a fact but i'm pretty sure you have you know where it is backed up as a fact yeah that uh, south africa has been voted the most beautiful flag in the world it has been voted the most beautiful flag in the world. Now it's different because you can't. There's not. There's not that national vote. So it all depends on what what um, magazine wrote that or mm, whatever. So it's hard to vote who's got the most beautiful flag in the world because yeah. you know generally if you you know 
America has a very high population. I'm pretty sure a lot of Americans would vote America. Exactly. <laughs> most beautiful flag. People get patriotic about their flag. Obviously. Yeah, but there was a there was where they did a survey and they presented multiple flags a couple of years ago, and South Africa was voted um, the most beautiful on that survey. And while on the topic as well, because we spoke about languages last time, mm. uh, I think something that could be fun to mention about languages is that South Africa's national anthem has how many languages in it? The South African national anthem has five different languages. That's so cool. And it's the, the most widely spread, it's the, yeah, spoken. Yeah, it's the most, the most commonly spoken five languages. That's amazing. Yeah. So do you want to know what they are? Yeah, that's my follow-up question. <laughs> um, you'll speed this up, right? So I don't look like I'm reading something. Yeah, yeah, no, it's the five most widely spoken languages in the country. And it's uh, Kosa, Zulu, um, Sutu, Afrikaans and English. Yeah. Oh, that's That's very cool. Yeah. It's a beautiful, a beautiful national anthem. It is a beautiful anthem. Search on on YouTube. Yeah. Can you sing it for us, Craig? No, I'm not singing it for (laughs) us now. One day, one day I will sing it. If anyone wants me to sing the South African National Anthem on the podcast, please let us know. Um, but yeah, it is a beautiful national national anthem and it is quite an emotional national anthem. Yeah, no, it really it has a big story behind it. does indeed. Yeah. Okay, guys, I think that's all for today. Uh, I hope you guys have enjoyed this part two of the funny stories uh, from the lodge industry and yeah, in general, just uh, living in the bush. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you in two weeks with another episode. Yeah. I'm going to be chatting about our adventures over the next week. Yeah. So see you then. Take care, Cheers, guys. Cheers, guys. <laughs>